I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. I make it cute, we make good food, and cocktails too, I'm here for you. Welcome back to yet another episode of Make It Cute. I am so happy that you can join us for this episode. We're talking about one of my favorite topics this episode, which is cleaning. We're going to be cleaning up, cleaning out, and I'm going to be sharing a couple of my favorite recipes. And this episode, there will actually be a third recipe for one of my favorite things to make around this time that'll make your house smell amazing. So make sure you stay tuned for that. So in this episode, I just want to share some of my favorite cleaning tips, a couple of my favorite cleaning products. This isn't sponsored. I'm just sharing my opinion on what cleaning products I love to use in my house, what scents I love. It's the fall time. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you give it a listen. We talk about how fall cleaning is just as important as spring cleaning. And that's another reason why I wanted to highlight this episode, whether you're going back to school or back to work, or just you need a refresh, this episode is for you. I'm going to share some of my favorite tips. So the first tip I want to share is zone cleaning. And what I mean by zone cleaning is what I like to do sometimes when I'm cleaning is I'll take five minutes and I will pick a zone of my house that is giving me an issue, whether that's my closet or that's my cabinet or it's under my bathroom sink. Everyone has a couple problem areas in their house that they feel like it's such a big endeavor. I don't have time to clean it. 
So what I like to do is take five minutes. It doesn't have to even be every day. It could be once a week. You take five minutes and you start chipping away at that zone. I would say doing a little bit in small increments is so much better than doing it all at once. Because I know myself, I get overwhelmed by seeing everything in the aggregate. And I like seeing the bite-sized pieces and getting to the final product the same way. If you are very much so a take the bull by the horns type of person and you want to just take an hour and just knock an area out, I'm not discouraging you from doing that. One thing that always discourages me in particular is actually getting started. It seems like so much of an undertaking. It seems like such a big task. It seems like once you start, you're not going to be able to stop, which, you know, that's not a bad thing. But what I want to encourage you to do is find that problem area in your house this week, in your apartment, in your car even. Find that problem area and just take five minutes, get started on the task, do it in a little bite-sized chunk, whether that's just taking all the trash out or organizing your mailbox or organizing your car glove compartment. There's so many small little tasks that we can do and we can get started on. And that is the beauty of zone cleaning is you can get started on it and you don't have to worry about fixing it because by the end of a couple zone cleaning sessions, you'll have a beautiful space where you can sit and enjoy and relax and feel at peace. That area won't stress you out anymore. For example, in my personal life, one area that was giving me a lot of grief was one of my closets in my apartment. So one weekend, I decided to just take out a couple things to see where we're at. I bought a storage unit so then I can move some things down to it, but I also wanted to do a little bit of a clean out as well. So what I did is I took a couple items out and I took it down to my storage. And then later that day, I did another Zoom cleaning where I took another couple items out, took it down to my storage, donated it, trashed, whatever I needed to do. And by the end of that day, I ended up cleaning out the entire closet it no longer feels like a problem area for me. And now I can make it into a beautiful, usable space. What is a problem area that you have in your place and in your space? Figure it out and then just get started on it. Starting is the hardest part. As one of my favorite vloggers, Do It On A Dime says, a done something is better than a perfect nothing. And I use that mantra in the back of my head all the time. I'd rather just do something, even if it's to 50% of capacity, just so then I can at least say that I got started on it, even if it's not perfect. I think a lot of times we put this internal pressure on ourselves, especially when we're cleaning, to make sure everything's perfect the first time around. We want to fluff the pillows once. We don't have to want to go back and re-fluff the pillows. We want to wash the dishes once. But you know what happens when you cook? You cause more dishes. You know what happens when you wear clothes? You cause more laundry. Cleaning is a never-ending thing, but... What we can do is we can do little tips and little bite-sized chunks during our week to kind of get ahead on it and make it not such a big endeavor. Which also brings me to my next point of block scheduling. I love scheduling my day in blocks. So for example, I work a nine to six job. So my first block of my day is work. You know, I have a morning block where I either do stretching or I watch my favorite YouTubers or I check my emails, my personal emails. Um, I'll check my notifications. That first block of the day is for me, for me alone. 
I have my first working block of the day and then I get an hour for lunch. So I block that out into maybe 20 minute blocks where I make lunch, I eat lunch, and maybe I get a task done, like throw a load of laundry in to switch over whenever I get off work. Then I have my evening block, which usually encompasses of making dinner and most importantly, cleaning. Every day at 6.50 p.m. on the dot, my Amazon Echo Show goes off with a notification and a little message basically saying, if I had hands, I would help, but it's time to clean. And it puts on my favorite 80s pop playlist and it inspires me to clean for just 10 minutes. And you would be so surprised in what you can accomplish using just 10 minutes of your day. Just think about that. We have so much time during our day where we might be scrolling on TikTok or replying to emails or eating or watching TV or reading a book. If we could just take a minute from each of those activities and find an extra 10 minutes to clean, you would be so surprised on what you can accomplish during that time. Usually during that time, I'm able to pick up my entire apartment, fluff my pillows, get some dishes done, and maybe wipe down my counters. And then I'm also incentivized to keep going. Once you see the progress happen, cleaning is like an addiction. Once you kind of get started, you don't really want to stop until you see everything clean. Again, it's hard to get started because you think that you might be in that mentality. But if you schedule the time during your day, it makes it so much more fun and so much more effective. So we talked a little bit about cleaning up. I want to make a cocktail because honestly, one thing that I like to do is I like to drink while I clean. I don't know if anyone is like that. I find cleaning pretty therapeutic. So some people like to take a glass of wine and take a bath with lots of candles. Some people like to drink a glass of wine and read a book. I like to have a glass of this cocktail while I'm cleaning because it is light, it is bubbly, it is fizzy, and it just tastes clean. And that brings us into our cocktail for the day, which is our cleaning up champagne. And it is three ingredients. It is so simple, but it's so light and it's so delicious. So what we're going to do is we're going to grab our favorite bottle of champagne or Prosecco. You can use any type of sparkling wine, really. I like champagne with this. I think that the notes work really well with the flavors that we're adding, but you really can use any type of bubbly or any type of sparkling wine or champagne. And you are going to fill a champagne flute, probably about three-fourths of the way up. And then what we're going to do is we're going to cut a lemon wedge. And we are going to squeeze the juice in. It has to be fresh squeezed. You're treating yourself. Cleaning is an occasion. And what we can do is we can use the other bit of the lemon for something later. Then what you're going to do is you are going to grab a bottle of St. Germain. And you're going to add a about half ounce to the champagne flute. St. Germain is an elderflower liqueur, so it has a little bit of floral uppity notes. It is one of my favorite liqueurs to use. You will always find it stocked on my home bar. It is absolutely delicious. It is a little pricey. It's about $32, $33 a bottle, depending upon where you are, but it's a liqueur, so you don't really go through it quickly. And once you see the bottle, it is absolutely gorgeous, and you will want to have this on your bar card or in your home bar. Once you get a taste of it, you're going to miss it. And I would say you can't have this cocktail without it. It honestly really lifts the bubbles. It makes the bubbles more bubbly. It makes the lemon more fruity. 
it just makes everything so much better. It adds such a depth to the cocktail that you wouldn't get if you excluded it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to drink it as you're cleaning. You have rubber gloves on on one hand. You have a glass of champagne on the other. It's a little treat. You could use this as a reward for cleaning. It is such an easy cocktail. And one thing that I wanted to make sure about was it's something just easy and simple. It's nothing complicated. You don't need a shaker. You don't need a mixing glass. All you need is a champagne flute. And once you open the bottle, you could share it with your friend, share it with your partner, or if you want, you can drink it all down by yourself while you're cleaning. There's enough areas to clean in your place that I imagine that you can go through a whole bottle of champagne. I know that I have a couple nights, maybe two bottles. Most likely one, but maybe. Anyways, I'm going to get back into these cleaning tips because we have some gems and we also have a really good recipe coming up. And like I said, there is a bonus recipe in this episode, which you will not want to miss. My next cleaning tip is donate 10% of the items that you own every year. Every year we mindlessly buy things. I know whenever quarantine first began, my Amazon shopping habits went up so much. I can't even fathom the amount of money I spent on Amazon during quarantine, nor do I care to know that figure. But I can say with certainty that my doorman was delivering a lot of Amazon packages to my package room in my name. We acquire so many things mindlessly without even realizing it. But it's so hard to actually remember, well, as I'm acquiring things, I should give things up or I should throw things out, things that may no longer be working or clothes that we may have outgrown, whether it's that we lost weight, whether it's we gained weight. I'm sure during quarantine, all of us gained a little bit of wine weight, myself included, no shame. We are body positive on this pod. But so often we forget, let's bless someone else. And one thing I really like doing is cleaning out my wardrobe. Every year I take about 10% of my wardrobe and I donate it to the Goodwill or to a thrift store just for someone else to have, for that to be a blessing upon another person. Sometimes we forget how fortunate we are and how lucky we are. And I'm not speaking for everyone. Not everyone may be in a position where you can do that. But if you are acquiring new items, you may want to get rid of some of the old ones. Like I mentioned before, we acquire so many new items so mindlessly and we just end up hoarding on to everything. So if we mindfully, at least once or twice a year, think let's do an audit of our closet or an audit of things that we have. Is there things that we can donate? Are there things that we need to throw away that we've been holding on to? Then I would say that you end up making a cleaner space because there's less to clean. The easiest way to have a cleaner space is to have less to clean. I cannot emphasize this enough. I wish that I have the capacity to be a minimalist and to eliminate all of the surplus I have in my life. So then all I had were the bare minimum to clean, but I like my stuff. So what I do is I get rid of some of it because if it's not sitting here, it's not collecting dust. I don't have to worry about cleaning it and someone else is being blessed by it. The next cleaning hack I want to give you is so important. And I want you to take down a pen and paper for this because you're going to need to know this. Organization bins. 
You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm letting that sink in. Organization bins. So, before you say, well, I've tried organization bins. They just don't work. Try a different system. That's what I got to tell you. I want to talk about bins and purposeful organization. A lot of times we buy bins thinking, oh, I could use this for X, Y, Z. I could put my blankets in this. I could put my hair dryer in this. I could put my skincare products in this. And it may work for a week or so, and then you fall off the wagon, and next thing you know, you look around, and you're surrounded by room essential bins, and you're wondering how all of these got here, and it's fine. It happens, but if we do purposeful organization, we can avoid that. And what I mean by purposeful is make sure everything has a place and everything's in its place. And this will come in handy in a later tip that I'm going to give on this episode, But if you make sure that everything has a place and everything's actually in its place, your organization system should work without fail. One organization system that I've implemented in my house is storage bins in my refrigerator. When I buy fresh fruit, it has one organization bin. If I buy meat products, it has another organization bin. If I buy snacks, it has another organization bin. Even my eggs have an organization bin. I have a little egg holder. It is adorable. It is so cute. It makes my fridge look so clean, so open. You know exactly what you have. You have less food waste. Organization bins need to be purposeful and you need to have an intent in mind. And if that system fails, it's not that all systems will fail, but it's that that system wasn't purposeful enough for your needs. A lot of times, Another example is that we put storage organization bins under our sinks, whether it's in our bathrooms or in our kitchen, trying to organize our cleaning supplies. But what happens is we take one cleaning supply out, we clean one area, we leave it there. We take another one out, we leave it in another place. It never makes its way back or we leave it on the counter. What we need to do is start putting it back, put it back immediately and train yourself to use that organization system. The thing is, the human mind 
we can take a lot and we can take a lot of information and we can also take a lot of training as well. So if we train ourselves to think about these storage solutions as something that's going to bring efficiency and joy to our life, then we're more inclined to use it. Also, don't be afraid to make your organization system beautiful. Make it something that you're excited about. Make it something that you're looking forward to see. Every time that I open my refrigerator and I see my beautiful clear bins that are holding all my food and making my fridge look all nice and organized, it brings me so much joy and it brings so much less stress to my life because I don't have to worry about what's in the fridge. I know where everything is. I can see everything and it all looks amazing. And I'm more incentivized to use it sooner than later. Like I said, make sure everything has a place and everything remains in its place. So don't put in an organization system if you're not going to use it. And do it for the person that you are, not the person that you want to be. A lot of times we plan for the person we want to be. For example, I say, oh, I want to be a super healthy person, so I'm going to buy all this protein powder. I'm going to get a gym membership. Um, But if I do all those and I don't use the protein powder and I don't go to the gym and I just waste my membership, that's not the person I am. We have to make these changes for the person we are. And if you take anything away from this episode, take everything away from this episode. But if you could take anything away from this episode, I would say plan for the person you are and start implementing little things for the person you want to be. So if you want to be a more organized person, plan for the person you are. Know that you like organized chaos. Know that you like a sense of disarray, but find little ways that you can make it a little bit more organized. Don't go cold turkey. Don't try and force yourself to become a new person overnight because that's when your storage systems will fail. Without a doubt, I can 100% guarantee if you try and overhaul the person you are overnight, you're probably going to fail. And it's not because I don't believe in you. It's just because we are creatures of habit. And if we have the habit of throwing our blankets on the floor, we're not going to take that extra second to process and be like, we should throw it in the basket. Again, like I said, if you could take anything from this episode, plan for who you are, not the person that you want to be. Another awesome tip I want to give cleaning wise is rolling your clothes Rolling my clothes has saved me so much space. I live in a small apartment. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like I have like a giant mansion in Beverly Hills. I live in a small apartment in New Jersey, right outside New York City. And I have limited space. I have six drawers where I keep all of my pants, all of my pajamas, wherever. Rolling my clothes has saved my life. One, they don't get wrinkled as easily, which means less ironing, which means less time spent ironing and getting them ready to go. I can just grab it and know that it's ready to go, but also it shows me what I have. And that's another super important thing. I feel like a lot of times whenever I wasn't as organized as I am today, I would almost like surprise myself when I would open my drawers. It's like, oh, I didn't even know that I had this. Oh wait, this still has the tag on. I don't think I've ever wore this. So it's like while having those little like Christmas moments to yourself is nice, I would much rather know exactly what I have and where I have it. And rolling my clothes allows me to do that. That's a little pro. Marie Kondo has a really awesome way of storing your clothes. If you can stick to that, more power to you. But I can't, so I just roll my clothes. 
Another really good tip I have is refreshing your space. What I mean by refreshing your space is I feel like we all have little parts of our space that we want to change, whether it's adding a bar card or adding a piece of art or painting or just adding a little piece of decor. Refresh your space because when you have a beautiful looking space, you're more inclined to want to keep it beautiful. Once you clean, you're more inclined to want to keep it clean. I don't think anyone has ever cleaned their entire space and say, well, I want to dirty this up now. No, you're going to do everything in your power to try and keep it clean. So one thing that might help is doing a space refresh. For example, this past weekend, my friend came over and we painted an accent wall in my apartment. I ordered some new art and now that wall is completely transformed. It makes me so happy. It brings me so much joy. And one thing I used to not do is make my bed every day. Now I make my bed every day because it frames the wall. That is a bit of growth that I've experienced in the past couple of days. And I know if I can experience it from never wanting to make my bed to making my bed for four days straight, small accomplishment, but accomplishment nonetheless, snaps for miles, then I know that you'll be able to benefit from it as well. So a little space refresh never hurt anybody. And speaking of refreshing things, I want to kind of get into our recipe, which isn't exactly refreshing, but it is delicious. It is homey. It is warm. And it only takes one pot. There will be tears involved. I'm just letting you know I cried when I was making this, but I cried because it was so good and because it involves a butt ton of onions. Without further ado, let's get into our French onion soup recipe, our one pot French onion soup. I'm so excited to share this with you. I made some earlier this week. It was absolutely delicious. It takes a while to make, but you can clean and organize so many things during that time it takes to make that it is so worth it. You get a delicious meal after and you only have to clean one pot. What could be better? I am a huge fan of one pot meals. I'm so here for them and all the flavors just develop in the same pot that you eat it out of. What could be better? So French onion soup, how are we going to make it? We're going to start with four to five medium sized onions and we are going to slice them very thinly and we're going to slice them against their natural grain. So when you cut an onion open, you'll notice that it has rings. We want to cut against those rings so we have really thin slices rather than having the onion ring shape if that makes sense then what we want to do is we want to take a knob of butter a good amount of butter you can judge i think i used about three to four tablespoons worth of butter uh, for the amount of onions i had you may use more you may use less but we're going to take butter and we're also going to take olive oil so then the butter doesn't burn and we're going to add that to our pot you want to use a big stock pot because this is going to create a fair amount of soup. It's going to create enough soup for probably four to six servings. So take that with a grain of salt. Take that as you will. But you want a pot that can accommodate, one, cooking a lot of onions for a long time, and also the soup part when we add it. So we're going to add our butter and our oil into our pan, get it nice and warm. We're going to add our onions in, and then we are going to add in a big pinch of salt. 
And what salting does is it adds flavor, but it's also going to draw out the water in the onions and help it cook down and caramelize. We are going to be cooking this for about 45 minutes on the stove. The onions are going to be really beautiful and brown and sticky by the end of this process. So what we're going to do is we're not going to walk too far away from it. We're going to cook it on a medium low heat and we are going to stir every couple minutes. I think I stirred about every three to four minutes just to make sure nothing was burning. I added a little bit more oil as the cooking process went on. Just judge it with your eyes. If you see that you're completely out of liquid and that things are starting to stick to the bottom, you may want to add a little bit more oil or butter. If not, then keep cooking. You want to keep stirring and you're going to have this big batch of onions that's going to turn down into this beautiful brown sticky caramelized onion goo and it's going to look so weird but it's actually so delicious and then to that things are going to move pretty quickly because you cook those onions for 45 minutes you drew out all that flavor you caramelize them and they are smelling probably delicious at this point we are going to add in a teaspoon of grated ginger. This is a non-traditional ingredient and shout out to Marion's Kitchen, one of my favorite YouTubers for this tip. Adding just a little bit of ginger just makes the soup feel a little bit more warm. It's not going to taste gingery at all. It's just going to add like a warm undertone to it. And when you slurp it, it's just going to make it feel even more better in your insides. That's all. That's the only way I can describe it. And also, after that ginger, we're going to add a splash of cooking wine. You can use actual cooking wine that you get from the store, or you can use a white wine that you would drink. Keep it on the drier side because we don't really want a fruity French onion soup. So use a dry white wine of some sort, and you're going to do a splash just to deglaze the pan. You want to get up all the fawn that was created on the bottom. It is beautiful bits of flavor. You want that in your final soup. Once the pan is deglazed, we're going to add in a quart of beef stock. So you can go in, if you buy beef stock from the store, you can go in with that entire container. That's going to be four cups of beef stock, 32 ounces. And then we're going to take a bundle of thyme, which is also called a bouquet garni. And we are going to take some kitchen twine. So we're going to take about four sprigs of thyme, some kitchen twine. We're going to drop that in after adding the beef stock. And we're going to let that simmer for about 10 minutes on a low setting just so everyone gets to know each other all these thyme leaves start to fall off we're going to pull out our thyme and we're going to salt to taste so at this point you know what french onion soup is supposed to taste like so you're going to salt it to about that point and we're also in a small bowl i know i said it's a one pot meal it is a one pot meal but we're using a small bowl in a small bowl we're going to get about two tablespoons of flour and about two ounces of water and we're going to mix it together into a little slurry. And we're going to add that in. And it's going to help thicken up the soup a little bit. Some people like their French onion soup super watery. I like it to be a little bit more creamy and a little bit more decadent. So I'm going to add that slurry in. You're going to let that cook down for another three to five minutes. And then at that point, it is ready to serve. So I like using little ramekins. You can use whatever oven proof container you have and what we're going to do is we're going to pour our soup into our oven proof containers i'm using ramekins so i'm going to use that word from here on out i poured my soup into some ramekins and then i toasted some 
French baguette in my broiler, or you can use a toaster. I just made two little slices. I think it's super traditional, super cute. And then I added that to the top of my soup. And then I got some fresh grated Gruyere. So I got a block of Gruyere. I grated it myself. Trust me, it's better. You got to do it. I sprinkled that all over the top. I threw that under my broiler for about three to five minutes until the cheese is nice and melty and bubbly and let it cool. It's going to be burning hot, but it is the most delicious, oniony, briny, cheesy soup ever. It is so decadent. It's so good. And it makes a lot. So if you're one person, you can have French onion soup for days. I know that I still have some in my fridge. So that is the recipe of the episode. But now your place is going to smell like onions, which, you know, depending upon who you are, that's not a bad thing. But I'm going to give you a bonus recipe. And this is also going to go in line with our next cleaning tip of how to refresh the smell of our space. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to open our windows and we're going to let out any scent that our house is currently holding. So if you were burning candles earlier, that scent is going to go out the window. So just beware. If you have a stinky trash can, that scent will also go out the window. Open up your windows, let that fall crisp air in, and let that stinky stench out. And then we're going to close the windows, and then we're going to make my favorite foolproof potpourri that anytime anyone comes over and I have it on, everyone just says, it smells amazing in here. What we're going to do is we're going to get a small saucepan. We're going to fill it with water. You can add either ground cinnamon or about one or two cinnamon sticks, if you have them, into the water. And then you remember that lemon that we used earlier that we only used a wedge out of? We're going to take either a whole lemon or three-fourths of a lemon, however much of a lemon you have. We're going to cut it into slices, and we're going to add it into the pot. And then we're going to add a little bit of rosemary, just a tiny bit of rosemary, just for a little bit of freshness. If you have a sprig, cut it in half, and that should be enough rosemary. And then if you have apples or oranges, you can also add that in. But that cinnamon, lemon, rosemary combo is amazing, but we're going to elevate it just a little bit more. We're going to take a little bit of vanilla extract, a couple drops. We're going to add it into the water. We're going to leave that simmering on our stove. All day, all you have to do is refresh the water. Just don't let it boil out. Just keep adding water to it. Your house will smell amazing all day. And it fills the house with this beautiful, fall, crisp, clean aroma. And it's all natural. You're not putting any artificial smells into your home. You are using ingredients that you most likely already have in your kitchen to make your house smell beautiful, what can be better? Also, you know, you can light a good candle or you can have a good room spray. But I would say the biggest tip is just first cleaning out the stench in the house. And the best way to do that is by opening the windows and letting the fall air in and letting the stench of the house out. So that's the bonus recipe. I hope it was worth it. And I'm so excited to be putting my potpourri on the stove soon. So I'm going to move on to the next tip which is do it now and thank yourself later. And this is going to work kind of in tandem with your organization system tip that I gave you of having everything in a place and having everything be in its place. 
whenever you pick something up, it is so easy to just set it down in the wrong place rather than returning it to its home. It takes about 15 seconds to return something back to its home in any given situation. If you're using a knife, after you clean it, it takes about 15 seconds to return it back to the knife block. Or if you pull something out of a drawer and you don't need it, rather than leaving it on the counter, it probably takes about 15 seconds to return it back to the drawer. If you do all these little things now in the moment, you will thank yourself later because putting away a bunch of little things in aggregate, that takes a 15-second task and makes it a 5-minute task, makes it a 10-minute task. But if you would have done it in the moment, you could have saved yourself so much time. And it's just a process that I don't think people really think of it off the top of their head, but it's such a helpful process just to get into that habit of, okay, I'm not using this. I know I pulled it out of this place. Let me put it back before I lose it. And also that's another reason is because we always set things down absentmindedly and then we go looking for it and we have to tear apart our entire house in order to find it when if we just would have put it back in the first place, we wouldn't have to go searching for it. And that's actually all the tips that I have for y'all. I wanted to just share some of my favorite tips, but before I close, I want to share some of my favorite cleaning products for cleaning around your house and where to get them. So the cleaning product I have been completely obsessed with lately is the Acorn Spice Scent, Mrs. Meyer's Clean All Day Multi-Surface Spray. It makes my house smell literally like fall. I use it in my kitchen. I use it in my bathroom. I stock up on it every time I go to Target. And that's where you can get it from. It is so good. I know that they have a pumpkin spice coming out for fall. I haven't tried it yet, but I do love Mrs. Myers. I think it's a great brand and I'll have a lot of products. I would say that's the cleaning product I have the most of. But another awesome cleaning product is Mr. Clean Magic Erasers. And you know where you can get them? You can get them at the Dollar Tree. Yes, a dollar for those Mr. Clean Magic Erasers. Every time I go to the Dollar Tree, I buy like 12 of them. And then I just have them sitting under my sink for whenever I need them. They are so great for cleaning so many things. But one thing that I love them for is cleaning the outside of my Le Creuset pots. So if you have a Le Creuset Dutch oven, then cleaning the outside of it, sometimes you're scrubbing and scrubbing. The Mr. Clean Magic Eraser takes any dirt, any grime right off. It is one of my absolute household favorites. It cleans pretty much any surface, anything that you need to clean. Make sure that you have those on hand and in stock. And then finally, I would say my last favorite cleaning supply is my stainless steel cleaner. I love it. It came with its own microfiber cloth and its own cleaning solution. And here's a pro tip. When you're cleaning stainless steel clean with the grain of the stainless steel. It'll make it shine so much more. No more circles. We're going to go either side to side if we have a left to right grain or up and down if we have an up and down grain. And trust me, you will notice a difference unless you're buffing it out, of course. But you will notice a difference if you clean with the grain rather than cleaning against the grain or in a buffing pattern from the start. It'll make your stainless steel look so shiny and so clean and so beautiful and everyone will wonder what your secret is. And that's a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO Miles. But anyways, I'm so happy that you stayed and hung out with me for this episode. I hope that you were able to take a couple fun tips for cleaning your home with you and for refreshing 
like I said, fall cleaning is just as important as spring cleaning. And I'm so excited for you to tune into next week's episode and all the episodes after that. Don't forget to give this a review and recommend this to a friend. And don't forget that we have an Instagram. It is at make it cute pod. Don't forget to follow us there where we'll post updates, teasers, and just extra material. And I am so happy that you hung out with me for this long. I'm signing off. Stay spooky, stay clean, and stay you. See ya. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Cause this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.